Hi, I'm Marty. I'm Dave. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And this is Door 14 Hockey. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Door 14 Hockey Podcast. I'm your host Marty, alongside Dave. Hello. And Aaron. Hey. Um, contrary to belief, uh, just I'm going to put the rumors to rest. Um, Dave and John are not feuding in any way. Um, they are still friends and they're not having a fight or anything. Um, it just seems to be that when John's on the podcast, Dave takes a, a week off. And then when Dave's here, John seems to disappear off. Um, John is not with us this week. He is celebrating his birthday um, still um, a week after his actual birthday. I know. It's just really just like keeps. He's just pushing. The, he's just pushing the boat out even further. Um, he is off to this like a spa weekend or something, um, which we, I'm starting to doubt that John actually exists. I, I can't remember seeing Dave and John. It's one of them doesn't exist. I haven't seen Dave and John in the same room at the same time in, in quite a while. So I'm starting to forget. Yeah. Um, it's probably been a couple of months before you've seen it. So yeah, you're probably right. Maybe they're the same person now. I don't know. We'll um, know playoffs if if one of them doesn't show at playoffs. Or that'll be really weird. Like as Dave just goes, hey, I just need to nip out to get a coffee. And then all of a sudden, John arrives back. Yeah, well, sure. John's taking the train down as well. So you won't even see us in the flight or anything like that. So. Oh, this is all <laughs> interesting. <laughs> interesting. Um, guys, how have you been? Dave, how are you? Good, 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 good. Yeah, just uh, uh, loving life. <laughs> super busy it's unreal <laughs> it's new year just as busy uh, Aaron and how about you how you doing I'm I'm very good luckily got to join you the, uh, last weekend for a, a game in the O so that was great indeed. fun um, you, you, um, chose the, you chose the right one to go to anyway uh, you chose the winning game um, I'm sure that was a stressful tough game to go to in the second one the second one was tough it was oh that second game on, we'll, we'll get there in a few minutes but uh, yeah that second game was just brutal um yeah and it was yeah we'll, we'll talk about it uh, definitely when we get there I, I need help for the next game because i have for all the you know the podcast viewers here that can't see the camera i've now hung up my hats in the background i've really i only have one giant's hats what's that all about and how many, so how many buy another giant and how many of those are flyers hats in those are three flyers yeah there's another one higher oh. so i need to get another giant's hat well that's just your thing you have to buy in the next one riveting riveting, riveting stuff, stuff. <laughs> riveting stuff um I, I imagine the next time maybe the four of us will be at a game potentially um well i don't want to jinx it or anything and we'll talk about this in a few minutes as well Ooh. um but there might be a, a final potentially coming up um in march that maybe all four of us might attend um we did put it john i know it's early days but john was like maybe so we'll see tell um, me it's not the last week in march no, no there's no date, date no date has been given so i'd say it'll probably be quite early or middle of march anyway i'd say um, yeah for, for the powers that be try to avoid the last week in march thanks very much Cheers. there you go great great <laughs> Just put there. um guys let's start off and have a quick look um and let's get talking about those games um both in the league and the cup um as we as we've seen them this past weekend and um as of last night which was wednesday the 18th which was the first challenge cup game between belfast and uh guildford and we'll talk about those in a second as well so let's take a quick look at the league before as we normally do uh, before we get stuck into our period one of hockey uh so sitting at the top of the league um taking top spot um back again shall we say uh, is the guildford flames with 32 games played and 53 points the sheffield steelers now sit in second with 32 games played and 50 points 
Belfast are in third with 32 games played and 47 points. Cardiff are in fourth with 31 games played and 46 points. Coventry Blaze then are in fifth with 33 games played, 43 points. Nottingham are in sixth with 32 games played, 29 points. Manchester Storm are sitting in seventh with 32 games played and 25 points. And Dundee are in eighth with 34 games played and 22 points. The bottom of the league is held up by Glasgow and Fife. Glasgow did move into eighth position there for a brief period, I think, over the weekend, um, but are back down into the ninth in that relegation zone. Um, So let's take a quick look um, and get your thoughts and opinions over the past week or so of games and also this league and see how things are shaping up dave let's go to you first um obviously still that battle going on at the top of the league between well the first that guilford and steelers were kind of swapping places there over the that new year's period um guilford have found it would be a bit of form again and and, and move are still or move back into that first place position with three points lead um what's your thoughts in terms of after the, the this weekend i suppose last night's performance you know belfast giants took on the guilford flames in the challenge cup in the first leg of the challenge cup um and and had a shall we say a, a quite a, a, a dominant win four nil um in, in in guilford um i mean is there signs that guilford are, are struggling a bit more what's your, what's your take i wouldn't say <clears throat> struggling i think every team in january january has been chocker for pretty much every team in the league it's been you know uh, three four game weekends for for a lot of teams you know the the giants sure has been unreal the amount of games they've had to squeeze in the the january and then to add the uh, challenge cup on top of that is unreal um and i think that's what guilford's feeling um they're still the most consistent team this season um they're they're really uh, string and win, win, wins together, wings together. Um, you know they're just uh, so consistent. Really good uh, to see it coming out of there. Um, it's uh, obviously a shame that the Giants are sitting up top there, but show the game, the Challenge Cup uh, first leg, showing what the Giants can do when they're sort of their backs up against it when they're not going in as the favourite. Um, they uh, they did they put a dominant display and capitalised on uh, penalties. Their their special teams. Were, were unreal and then big jackson whistle uh doing what he's done all season and just being a, a brick wall um and it's it's amazing to see i love seeing a british netminder i know that he's british netminder with a small b but uh you know he is this is home and he's putting his time in uh, and well deserved and i think he's probably going to be looking at uh british number one in my opinion he's uh definitely been uh, one of the best netminders to watch uh in the league as of uh as of yet, you know. Definitely. And uh, just net, talking about netminders for the Belfast Giants, um, just while we're on that subject, I mean, obviously in our last podcast, Aaron, if you remember back, we were talking about the whole uh, Beskarani coming back and getting re-signed for the Belfast Giants. And at that on that episode, on our last episode, we, the three of us, me, you and John, were discussing the fact that like it was a very strange dynamic that the Belfast Giants were bringing in Besco as a third netminder when we already had, or a fourth netminder, shall we say, because we already had technically three netminders on the books. You know, we had, um, we already had Peyton Jones as our second, well, first second you know tandem goalie team with Wiss um, and and he was obviously a an import signing for us for as a goaltender and we kind of did have a question then about you know where does Besco fit in on, on this and actually 
turns out that there was actually the rumors over the weekend this past weekend whenever we were in the arena was that um as the as the nottingham panthers were setting off back to nottingham they were going to be taking an extra player with them in the form of peyton jones and that's what was announced there was a sign in announced by the nottingham panthers where they were taking uh peyton jones to nottingham to play um there um i mean surprise was that something we thought was going to happen I, can't, I don't remember if, it, <clears throat> if we actually outright said it on the podcast, but it was definitely a conversation that we had. Was 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 Jones out? Was it was he away? Um, but kind of on reflection, you, you don't know whether. Well, I don't know whether it was that maybe Jones had already let them know that he was planning to move, and then they brought in Besco. Mm. Or was it that okay, we need Besco, and he he wasn't quite happy, so then <clears throat> then he he went on. I don't I don't think anyone has uh, some. I suppose well, there's people out there that have the answers, but I don't know if it's out there in the public for us to know what really happened there. No, and I guess you're right. Like we won't, and it's it's one of those things that we'll, they would never talk. And um, I guess you know we we can everyone every fa- every fan um in that in the arena can kind of hazard a guess or, or kind of put their own kind of spin on what they think. But it was definitely a rumor that was going around over, the, over this past double header weekend against Nottingham. Um, and and just talking about that, you know, obviously just before actually before we talk about that the, that week this past weekend with that game, um, and 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 kind of the the goaltender kind of stuff that's going on there. Uh, I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on. Obviously, we've got Guildford and Sheffield. Um, sitting and Belfast, you know, not Belfast, not out of it yet. Um, and, and Cardiff, I suppose, you know, in some ways, we can't really put Cardiff out of the do the running either, I suppose, because obviously they're they're within one within one point of the Belfast Giants with a game in hand. But you know, at the moment, it's Guildford and Ste- Guildford and Steelers kind of you know advancing ahead with this with with Belfast Giants and the Cardiff Devils sitting third and fourth quite solidly there. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts. So, in terms of you know, um thinking about you know the fact that uh, the Nottingham have brought in um Peyton Jones as a I suppose as a second a second netminder there um for for the Panthers you know and we we watched them this past weekend and you know obviously the Panthers goaltending on the first night was a bit ropey ropey um so they had to bring in their second string goaltender who's an 18 year old young guy um who is obviously is now out has been sent out to pastures new they brought in peyton jones do you feel that you know obviously that there's a, a quite a, a big gap when you look from from fifth down to the next set of of of, of teams uh you know we've got the coventry blazer sitting on 43 points um sitting in fifth place 33 games played and in the next the next team down is the Panthers who are sitting with 29 points um, and sitting in sixth. Mm. I mean, uh, clearly the Panthers are struggling quite significantly this year um, in terms of that big points void, shall we call it. Um, Peyton Jones coming in as a, as a, a second string backup, potentially as a tandem there. I think it's going to help. Many, any idea how many games there are left in the season? Um, there should be be is it what do we play 50 52 or something or 50 something like that um i can't remember um i think okay so there's still a good fair few yeah um yeah 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 and when you think it's going to be very difficult it's going to be difficult for them to come back from from that they're not winning the league no. that way <laughs> no 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 definitely not i think at this moment in time it's probably just saving face and trying to maybe move up a bit more so that they're kind of maybe in that top five again so that they're not being yeah, yeah. pushed out back off i'm trying to how much do what you I think, think is really oh sorry go ahead Dave how much do you think the signing of Peyton Jones isn't a this season thing it's the next season it's the next season he's a young lad um, he is very very good when he's on form um, he's been allegedly like niggling with an injury all season 
how much of it is is that signing to bolster the Panthers next season? Get him in now. Get him used to Corey. Corey's going nowhere. Um, you know he's gonna he's gonna build that up, um, and he can start uh, with an, a netminder he picked, if you know what I mean, uh, rather than one he inherited. Um, yeah. So I, I would put a lot of stock on him maybe being more of a, a long term netminder for for the Panthers mm. um, rather than a um, you know a shot in the arm to fix something. Yeah, and that's a good that's a good guess to ha- that's a good hazard to get. That's a good guess, I suppose, in terms of you know um, what could be happening. We kind of talked about that with the Besco thing as well. Was maybe that you know the brought Besco in halfway through the season? Is it maybe on a, an understanding that maybe he's going to come back for a, a season next year too? Who knows? I did see today though, and I did see today, um, and it wasn't something the Giants, but Giants obviously have also signed. Um, they there was a couple of other movements and shakes up shakeups since we were last recording, and obviously um, one of the other big surprises that came about was that the fact that not only has Peyton Jones left the team, but also Derek and Jelly has left as well which was quite a big surprise for us if we were talking about one of the games and he'd really shown form in terms of just picking up the pace and, and really kind of like really um you know, proving he was—he's getting stuck in there again. Another, another bit, another bit, a bit like the Macaulay thing. You know, he was getting stuck in. He was shown as he was getting. You know, he's a player that was being—it was shown up and was actually getting in people's faces. And then all of a sudden, he goes. And the Giants have now signed a well, two forwards. We've got um, the form of Erickson um, is is one, and the other one that they signed this past week was another uh, Cooper. Um, Cooper um, from Leeds. From Leeds. And actually, that's what I was going to say. The Leeds one, which is an interesting one because I didn't see it mentioned anywhere else. I read today um, a report about that, that signing from Leeds where it said Cooper has signed to a, 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 a year's deal with the Belfast Giants on top of remainder, the remainder of the season and, a, and an extra year's deal. Uh, hmm. so be Allegedly, there was a bit of back and forth. He's the Leeds' top goal scorer. Or he was. Leeds' top goal scorer. So it'll be... It'll be interesting to see um, how he goes. And he's no stranger to Belfast. I think he played in the Friendship Four ah, yeah. um, in college. So, um, you know, I think that there was all, he had always planned. He wanted to play in the Elite League, I think, which is what his goal was. Um, and the proof will be in it, you know, to see how he plays. But uh, we've seen it with, um, uh, what's a Neil? I've forgotten his name. The guy, the two way guy from uh, Milton Keynes uh, scoring his first goal. Norse. Um, yep. Norse. Yep. Um, you know, they definitely can make that jump and um fingers crossed to give them more more of it continue. Yeah, there's been. I mean, there's been a number of different. Uh, uh, um, there's been you know players have been a number of different teams this past week have have announced um, players leaving um, for various reasons. I know the clan announced one. Um, I know Dundee or Fife had announced another player, and today the Devils um, have, have had had announced their release of uh, Rory Herman, um, who interestingly they he played seven games in total for them. Um, three of those games were in the Continental Cup, and he scored no points and no points no goals whatever it is and they felt that it was time for him to go I mean obviously he was signed in from the Telford Tigers I guess from a you know oh he signed with the Telford Tigers now I think um, but you know that was quite a quite a quick you know 23 year old young guy you know did they bring him in just maybe just as a just kind of injury a, cover injury cover as, a, as just having an extra man on the bench I, I don't know it was just um, they were they basically the, the press release that was put out was that um, we didn't see the change we didn't see that the changing and we'd be honest um, what was it to say there's something about like um, it was a taste it was limited taste of pro hockey for him um, but we didn't see the change that we needed in him he still needs to further develop on the ice um so i don't know quite interesting that they that they obviously sent the young player back down again after seven games yeah it seems a bit uh, <coughs> um excessive i thought so 
definitely. Um, anybody else have anything else before we move on? Yeah, you can always. I I can't remember if it was on last week's pod or mm-hmm. on the chat before. I always say how much I I always wanted to have like an interactive league table, as in on a timeline to drag it back yes. and forth to see how things are going on. I found this actually really cool resource online that kind of lets you go back and see the league over the last couple of weeks. It's a website called door14hockey.com. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently what happens is when when John puts this up on the website, he takes a screenshot of yeah. the league. Yeah. There, look at him go. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. So but I would like it. Kind of all- Go ahead. I would like it more as an infograph, you know, like a really nice infograph that has like a chart that shows like the the movement of well, it. You know, let's 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 get there for last year, but <laughs> or for next year. But interestingly, this is this is the reason why I always I wanted to kind of always do like a a retrospective. Where where was the table last time we had a podcast or a month ago? So last time we had a podcast, I'd on the website. So there's no league table. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to go back to the middle of December. Mm-hmm. Two teams have didn't move position. Yeah. Panthers at uh-huh. sixth. Yeah. And Cardiff Devils were fourth. Okay. Everyone else have shifted. Okay. So this is middle of December. Top of the table was Guilford Flames. Yeah. So a month on, they're still there. Second was Coventry Blaze. Yeah. Jeez. Where are they the now? Drop, right? I know. They've dropped down into fifth. fifth? I know. Mm-hmm. Fifth? Yeah. Third was Sheffield Steelers. Yep. Fourth was Cardiff Devils. Fifth was Giants. Yep. Fourth, or sorry, all the way down to seventh, five flyers. Five were in seventh, and then they moved no. down into tenth. I. Yep. Then we had the Manchester Storm, Dundee Stores, and Dundee Stores, Dundee, Dundee Stores. Stores, and all the way uh, in tenth was the Glasgow Cam. So things have shifted around in a month. They have, um, and, and 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 what doesn't reflect on that one is obviously you said about the Guildford Sheffield thing, and actually, you know, that has that's slightly shifted as well because on our last podcast, it last then when we recorded two weeks ago, True. Sheffield were sitting top and and Guildford were in second. Um, so there is slight shift, but you're right. I mean, it's it's a, it's a, a big jump in relation to a couple of those teams, uh, especially for the the likes of um, as you say, Fife and and Coventry particularly. Um, we kind of said that though. I think early on, you know, Coventry had a really good start run of form, and then obviously, you know, they came to this mid-season point and there's been a slump and they've just completely just kind of just started to whittle down again yeah. the, the league but what is surprising and, and what continues to be surprising and which continues to be a great source of actually surprisement surprisement um, that's not every word um it's, it's guilford <laughs> flames it's guilford flames sitting on top i mean it is it's mm-hmm. it's a pleasurable thing to see like it's nice to see something fresh in the league after yeah, all these years totally. and um people will be like you can't say there's a Belfast chance fan but I can like it's fresh it's 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 refreshing to see something of a difference you know what I mean and it's it's interesting to see um anyway anybody so else yeah there's there's just wanted to highlight an amazing resource that I find online door14hockey.com great so we'll send you all there and you can go and look at the old leagues tables perfect apart from apart from the ones that Aaron has done because obviously clearly they're not there um 
so you'll know which weeks Aaron did. Um, okay, <laughs> um, let's move across the pond and head over to the NHL and take a quick look there um, and see how things are progressing um, in the different uh, conferences and divisions. So sitting in the Eastern Division com- and the Metropolitan, no, sorry, Eastern Conference Metropolitan Division, I do that all the time. Uh, Carolina is sitting top with 44 games played, 62 points. New Jersey are in second with 44 games played and 61 points. And the New York Rangers sit third with 45 games played, 57 points. In the Atlantic then, uh, Atlantic Division then, Boston still sitting top with 44 games played, 74 points. Toronto sit in second with 44, 45 games played, 61 points. And Tampa Bay in third with 43 <laughs> games played, 59 points. Uh, if, the game, if the season was come to an end this week, uh, the Washington Capitals and the Pittsburgh Penguins sit in the first two wildcard spots. Philadelphia sit down in sixth. <clears throat> Moving across the, the other side of the country then and the western side of things and the central division Winnipeg are sitting uh, in top with 45 games played 59 points Dallas are in second with 46 games played 59 points and Minnesota Wild are sitting in third with 43 games played and 54 points Pacific Division then Vegas are sitting top still with 45 games played 58 points Seattle sit in second with 44 games played 56 points and LA Kings are sitting in 46, uh, third place with 46 games played 56 points while card spots held by Edmonton and Calgary um, let's go with Dave you first um, you weren't here in the last podcast obviously um, the, the Minnesota Wild are continuing form still sitting there um, in the same place third part, for third place in the central um, I know we talk about it each week and we, we talk about it and I know John has mentions it as well but it's a very tight um, you know it's a yeah. very tight conference in, in terms of you know a lot of movement and shaking and kind of been very tight in terms of points and stuff what's your take at the moment a, a bit of a change of form of, of late in the last the, especially this season, um, the central normally would be um, a lot tighter. Um, because, but at the minute, there's a big drop after the Minnesota Wilds before you get the Nashville. Nashville's the next one in the central. Um, mm-hmm. There's five, five, six points, something like that. Maybe more than that. Um, um, and they've played more games. So it's uh, it's not just as uh, clear cut as it normally would be you know normally there would be this sort of mash of people moving back and forward where this season there's a big big drop um for some reason the wilds played some of the least games um in the in that uh in that division and uh it's hopefully gonna stand them in good stead as they come in they're more spread out so hopefully that'll mean there'll be less injuries and they'll keep carrying those wins going forward um i'm hoping the wilds will uh move into second make it a bit you know more secure. It's obviously nicer to be in second than it is in uh, third because third's teetering on that, uh, relying on a wild card. Um, but the Wilds now find scoring three out their lineup um, and not relying on Zagrello um, and uh, um, your man. So it's uh, definitely been a fab, fab year for them. Bit of a change. Hopefully it'll continue into the playoffs when it really matters. Uh, indeed and Aaron in terms of uh, probably let's, let's not really talk well we're going to talk about um, Philadelphia for a completely different reason I think I that was a dominant story in period two for us um, yeah. but I mean in terms of you know continuing that slump or continuing that trend of um, sitting in uh, you know in the, in the I suppose the recesses of the league or that kind of st- standing point actually no let's yeah. be fair they've moved up slightly i think they've moved up two places i think they were eighth last the last time we talked yes, they moved they were, the sixth. So, so let's keep it was, positive <laughs> that's where i was going to go using my lovely newfound resource that john puts together <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
we can tell that the Western um, conference from la- from about a month ago, nothing's really changed. The only thing that's changed in the Western conference is the wild card. Um, so it was Edmonton and Colorado a month ago. Now I'm not going to go through all the changes in the, in the Eastern conference, you know, New Jersey was top Colorado, then Pittsburgh, Boston, Toronto, uh, Detroit. Um, so it's there's a bit of movement uh, uh, and changes around there, and yeah, the flyers. The flyers are interesting. Now, not for the reason that we're going to talk for later, because we're going to have a a fair conversation on that. Um, they have had weird strings of form, and and then losing it, and then another string of form. They they had what four games on the trot that they won, and then they got, they went against the Leafs. They lost that. They had another four or five games on the trot, winning, showing good, and then was it was it Tuesday? What, what day was it? They played Boston six nil. Mm. So I don't know, but it's a young team. Fingers crossed. They they have little flares of of talent and and uh, potential showing there. So fingers crossed. Not this season, but maybe next season. Season after that, never knew. <laughs> we never knew. Uh, we will be going into um, a, a break. I think of play. I think at the end of this month. Um, but both actually for both leagues, so there'll be a break and play for one week for the elite league. Um, as they um host or as they uh, uh British ice hockey um host a, a training camp or uh, I think there's something happening at the start of February if I remember correctly. There's a full weekend anyway. There's a full week of of no games in the elite league. Um, and similarly, uh, coming up at the start of February for the for the NHL is the All Star Weekend. So we'll probably get a chance to talk about the All Star Weekend in the next probably in the next episode um, um, because as of I think as of recording today they haven't fully announced the full rosters yet for the uh, for the all-star games uh, um, they, they, I think the vote the van vote is only f- as officially finished yesterday um, so I don't think they've put together everything in relation to um, what the final format is going to be for that but we will talk about that probably in the next show um, guys anybody else for anything else before we move on nope all good here Great. Well then, with that then, let's just get stuck into our period one of hockey. Okay, period one is a roundup of news stories and features from around the UK. Um, guys, I'm going to start us out first off with a story, um, quite an important one actually. Um, this is an incident that, it's not right to use the word incident, this is an accident, shall we say, that happened Um this past weekend um in in basinstoke um the this past weekend um aiden dowdy um actually known as doubts um was playing for the belfast um the basinstoke bison um on saturday january 14th um at against telford tigers at planet planet ice uh, leisure park um during the game he uh, took a fall and suffered a serious injury uh in the second uh isn't his second season and uh in this game he took an awkward hit into the boards which left him with a fractured spine um so very serious very significant spectator spectator spectators on the day um, watched as the player then was stretched off um and it was just one of the uh, i suppose he's one of the top british goal scorers of last season for the, for the bison um um, and obviously all of the players were concerned and worried at the time. They didn't know the full extent of the damage and the injury, which is now being um, obviously um, 
I suppose everybody now is aware of. Um, as such, uh, Eden's teammates um, and fellow Bison player uh, Brendan had set up a, a, a Brendan Bird had set up a, has set up a GoFundMe page to support the ice hockey player, um, as he's not able to work and he awaits surgery um, to hopefully save what could be a career, um, his ice hockey career. Um, obviously, without this, without the surgery, his ice hockey career could, could be over. Um, a lot of recovery ahead. Um, and I think so far from as of Monday, this past Monday, I haven't had a chance to look at it today. Um, but on Monday, um, and this was a day or so after, this is two days after the incident had happened, um, the GoFundMe page was sitting at an incredible £10,900 with 360 people donating to that. Um, the GoFundMe I can page, give you an update on that. Could you do so? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So the, the great news is it's up to 12525 oh, Wow. Um, of a, uh, from a goal of 13,000. So they're not sure, they're not far off it. Not far off. We will share that link, um, the, the link to that GoFundMe page. And if you feel that you did have um, a spare cash or you, you feel that you wanted, you wanted to add anything to that, um, obviously that'll be very, very welcome. Um, and we will add that link in so that you can, you can take part and you can add to that if you felt that that was something you wanted to do. Uh, we wish him all the best with his recovery and we hope that uh, the surgery is successful and uh, he mends quickly. Um, so they can get re- returned to form and return to the, the sport that he loves, I guess. But yeah, scary times, guys. Um, it was definitely a, a freak accident in terms of, you know, obviously we hear, you know, obviously we, we see week in, week out, we, we, we see hits, we see uh, players, you know, take, take hits, we see players hit the boards we you know with different velocity we see number of different things happening you know we've seen various injuries across the years but you know this is definitely something you know it doesn't seem it doesn't happen that often and 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 this is definitely it must have been a scary sight for everybody who was in, in attendance and remember that <clears throat> this guy it's it's at that level he's he's still got a job he's a self-employed electrician so this is another reason why yes he can't play the sport anymore but he can't at the moment, but he, he can't go to work. So he's self-employed. This is what this funding's for. Yep. Yep. 100%. Um, okay. Um, that was just a quick one on that, but we just wanted to make sure we highlighted it and we talked about the story because obviously we want to do our part as well. Um, guys, we only have a couple of other little bits and pieces um, in this uh, this period. The first one I just want to talk about was um, it was more of a question. It was something that was put up the the, the Elite League um, on their on their website this past uh, this past um, weekend. The Viaplay Elite League had put up a um, a post about a well, a significant shall we say a very significant um, milestone um, for for the for the Sheffield Steelers um, in relation to attendance figures. Um, they they basically have put out to say that over the last five games, um, Sheffield Steelers have sold out their arena. Um, over the five games, the last. Four games, sorry. Four games. In the last four games, the Sheffield Steelers have sold out their arena, resulting in the res- the resulting in a number of uh, in a total of thirty five thousand fans. So it was a full, I think the full, the full total was thirty five thousand two hundred and forty eight spectators have attended the last four games, um, which is the best record, which has never been is only been beaten. The last time that was beaten was in the nineteen nineties. So back. Um, significantly i think 1996 was possibly 1992 1992 yeah 1992 96 was the last time they had, they reached anywhere near the figures as is, is what i was going to say i mean um hockey um, we talk about it and the reason why I bring this up is it was more of a question um, we've seen this past you know over the festive period over the new year period and everything else we've seen right across the league now we don't have I don't. I was trying to look today to see if there was anywhere I could find simple place to get where all of the official figures were put together wasn't that easy to find out so to be fair I 
struggled to kind of get what I was looking for, so I kind of couldn't put it together the information I was looking at. But hopefully, maybe we'll get it towards the end of the season. But I mean, you know, we we talk about this in and out, and I think Dave actually, I think maybe we talked about this um, at one of the games recently. I think it was the last game that you were at with me and you were at together, and we talked about this idea and this concept that um, people still refer to ice hockey, especially here in Northern Ireland, as a minority sport. And they talk about it from a point of view of, you know, ice hockey is not really the dominant sport within. Um, and yes, okay, in, in England and stuff, maybe that's still significant because obviously you've got the likes of the Premiership and you've got higher placed league, you know, in terms of football and soccer, if you want to call it soccer. You know, we have significant numbers week in, week out, going to those big, massive, you know, um, outdoor stadiums and stuff and, and watching the games there. And it is significantly big. But, you know, we, we noticed ourselves this past this past few games um, in, the, in the SSA arena where we've been at nearly almost full capacity for most of those games over the Christmas period and over the New Year's period. And we see then coming out of um, places like um, Coventry. We see places like Cardiff talking about it. We see... Glasgow clan even with their their woes they've been going through this season in terms of you know their their league positions and stuff they're still seeing people stepping foot through the doors and they're still getting people coming in to the arena I mean significant numbers being done there in Sheffield is this a sign of of, of I suppose a positive sign for 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 British ice hockey here's hoping um like the during COVID obviously everything fell apart there was obviously no spectators because of all the rules and it did take a while to start building them back up i think a lot of people were struggling with the the uncomfortable being around that many people um and as that's continued i think the uh, over everything relaxing down and getting back to normal you see it definitely in belfast the it's went from being you know a couple of thousand to filling the arena um and getting back to those pre-covid numbers and beyond um, I, I do think that we've seen a growth um, of, of new people coming to the sport in, in Belfast. Obviously, because it's the only one we can talk about um, really with any uh, assurity. Like I've met, talked to people that have be the first time I've met them. There's even in our row, um, there's a couple of season ticket holders that are um, new to new to hockey. So you know, and that's that's it's amazing. You can't, you can't beat that. Um, and we have, I mean, as you say, Dave, I mean, you're, you're right on, you're right, you're exactly right there in terms of what you're saying in terms of that, that, that new fan of the arena type stuff. And, and as you say, like I got talking to, um, a couple of the, the fans who, who do sit quite close to us and, and they're relatively new, especially for maybe the last year and a half anyway. Um, and they're talking about obviously getting their first season tickets next year for the Belfast Giants because the, the star coming along and we do see them every week now. And you yeah. kind of do see that there's, there's, there's new familiar faces and, um, it's definitely, I mean, Aaron, you were there this past weekend. I mean, the not, not just not just because it looked impressive, also because the fact that the Nottingham Panthers brought such a significant number of of away fans with them. I mean, that full that block, that fill away block was complete. Fill away block was completely full. I guess was is the only way. Yeah, it was it was it was a really it was a really great number. Um, I and I wouldn't doubt that if the Belfast Giants had thought about maybe putting out the that you know the 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 the, the East Stand doesn't come out too often. Um. But um, are we are we eleven thousand with the east stand or is it eleven thousand without the east stand? No, we're I think we're total even with east stand and it's only nine thousand something. I think is our total it's, uh, eleven thousand with the stand. Oh, is it? No, it's with the with people standing on the ice. Oh right, eleven thousand people standing. Yeah, concert. Seating oh, wise, so I think the, the, yeah. the arena gets nine eleven thousand, but it's seating is yeah. I think right. nine or just short of nine. I think um, if you put the, the full building, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, 
I understand. And don't get I, I, it's off, completely, completely off topic. Completely off topic. But just because you were saying there about obviously people standing on the ice and you, the, the significant number of how, how, like eleven thousand people in that arena. If you've got, it just baffles me. It baffles me. because like yeah. I think about the I, I think about the fact that you've got you know you've got five you've got ten players on the ice playing ice hockey and it looks crowded with 10 players on the ice how the hell do they fit thousands of people onto that ice pad whenever uh, the ice, that ice pad whenever you've only got when it looks completely busy when you've got uh, anyway it's just fast movement I don't know maybe just a real optical illusion from where we sit it just looks smaller I don't know um, well, I miss when I saw this article first time I, I completely misread the title and well not mis, completely misread it I just forgot I didn't see the, the four games I just saw the 35,000 fans in games and I was like Whoa, hold on. How big is the arena? <laughs> <laughs> um, I did hear a, um, I was at the game on my own on Saturday. Don't worry, don't feel sorry for me, it's okay. Um, I was at the game on Saturday um, and there was two new people that are at the game, obviously, who um, were sitting, obviously, in, in season ticket seats and I was kind of like, you're my season ticket seat, can and they were like, can you just move and sit somewhere else? And I was like, excuse me? I've been sitting in this season ticket for... Like I don't like I've been sitting here for 15 years. I'm not moving. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, that's completely different from what I was going to say. Um, there was two. There was also a couple of new people behind as well. And I could hear the conversations that were going on. And it was like, you know, there was this little bit of conversation going on. I was like, oh, you know, you don't want to be the know-it-all. You don't want to go out and tell them, you know, say such and such. And Because one of them was like, oh, yeah, Belfast, I think we have the biggest arena out of all of the, uh, out of all of the teams across the league and I was like no we don't it was just little things that I didn't I just didn't I was like you know I'll let them believe that that's fine um, but yeah no it's, it's good to see um, that you know that the, the tenants is up um, and yeah long way at last I'm sure coming towards the end yeah. of the season you know as it always does um, you know the likes of Guildford the likes of Sheffield the like ourselves we'll see a massive increase in numbers um, coming up uh, for games and I can only imagine that the semi-final game that's due to come up uh, next this this week coming um, against the, the Guildford Flames um, that will be a, a very high, highly attended game and if we are successful touch wood I think this is real wood um, we uh, we get through to the final I can imagine that will be a complete sellout as it was last year so uh, here's two good things to come um, speaking of one record being obviously broken since the 1990s or whatever it is let's take a look at this another record and i was really scared to put this record in mainly because none of us believed it none of us believed it john was the one to put this in our, our group <laughs> chat and then I'm wor- i was worried and scared because the one thing that aaron said was if you put this in i'm going to ask the question so Aaron, i'm just going to say now don't ask the question because i didn't do any homework and i can't tell you any further uh, from what we were chatting the other day but this was an interesting one from the, coming out of fife um this was posted in the fife fife um fife today um which is the fife meal um they put it a a an article um after this past weekend because the Five Flyers, um, interestingly, have logged the first ever completed goalless game in 85-year history. So in this whole 85 years of existence, no Five Flyers game has ever ended in a 0-0 game, which is obviously then went into overtime as well. Uh, but it happened this past weekend in which the game against the Coventry Blaze um, and ma- the match ended goalless with no regulation goals. Uh, it went into sudden death overtime, um, which um, didn't even produce a winner either and therefore went into penalty shots which is the first time in 85 years um this is i was looking to see and goalless games in ice hockey are rare they're exceptionally rare and the only article i could find um from this was obviously from the nhl and the last time i could see this article um it was set the article is actually from 
2012 so it's quite outdated unfortunately um i'd like to see if there was an updated uh, information in relation to um the statistics in relation to his goalless games but in the nhl um they were saying that um in the span of um well they, they took they took the they took the records from the early 90s through until 2012 and from the early 90s from i think it was from 1993 to 2012 um there was only resulted in something like seven goalless games in the space of that time um which is significantly low um so it's it's it is it is so it is surprisingly rare i don't know how rare it was going to be but 85 years was just a big number so whenever whenever aaron asked the question and this is the question you were going to ask aaron was which other oh, team? You going to ask, oh yeah, yeah yeah was yeah. have the giants had, had this particular record have we had had a, a zero zero goalless game that's gone through to overtime um with any team i've i can't remember it I I had a look I had a look the best I could and I went through a couple of years for the Belfast Giants I didn't go through every single year of the Belfast Giants because I couldn't find all the, the, the I couldn't find that that information I couldn't find all the statistics and the results especially for the earlier days um, I even brought up a an old like almost like a time capsule of the Elite League um, website which was there there's like a an old Elite League uh, stat statistics website and actually when you go to it it's an historic site because there's actually there's actually teams on the web page that don't even exist in the elite league anymore that's how old this, this site was um and even then the, the statistics i was looking at and the, the results i was looking at there's nothing for i think i got as far back you know i, I, I pulled out a couple from early 2000s and stuff or from early 2000s like the earlier formations of the elite league and you know it was very hard to tell so if there's someone out there who who knows if you know your team has had a, a, a zero zero goalless game which has went the whole way to penalties let us know and um, because we are interested and intrigued to find out if there's any other teams in the league who have i'm glad that you actually said the question because you're like we're not going to say it and i'm like you can't not say the question now you said that there was a question <laughs> um i thought i thought the question was going to be who was the um the game 85 years ago against because i have i would love to know that I thought it meant isn't is not is it not so um, been around for eighty five eighty five years in the full existence or maybe they're longer. I thought they're old. Maybe they're, they're old or not? Maybe they're centenary. Did they get a centenary? No, they're not. I, I thought they got old. In eighty five year history, to me that sounds like they've only been there for eighty five years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go check that out. Someone quickly check that out. <laughs> Google it and see. Um, we had we had a previous podcast talking about wasn't it Fife that was the the oldest team yes it's the oldest team uh, yeah yeah 1983 there you, there you, 1938 sorry. 1938 how old am i sorry what <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, well, that <laughs> you're like am i really only three years younger? <laughs> um yeah no don't worry, don't, don't worry Aaron. you're not you're not 82 it's okay um guys i'm gonna move on um to um just a quick one this one it was kind of a, a a tough one to decide where this actually belonged to be fair um i don't know if this belonged in period one or period two um technically i think probably period two but we'll, we'll cover it here in period one because it is about the card of devils um and our last one of our one of our last podcasts we did talk about i think it was actually in last week's podcast we talked about the fact that the card of devils um were still in the continental cup and their weekend they were due to come into their the weekend um of last weekend of action in the final um of the uh, the final i suppose final round of the um whf continental cup um the cardiff devils 
were down to had it was one game to decide the winner of the Continental Cup, and it was going to be either I think Cardiff had to uh, win regulation, um, in order to um advance or to take the win and win the, the full thing, the full tournament. The Cardiff Devils did go down three two to HK Nida, uh, in the final game of that, which saw then the Slovakian side uh, clinch the title. Um, unfortunately, the Cardiff Devils um failed to um to to take the trophy home and take the gold home, um. Not a bad showing though for a elite league team. Um, I know we talked about this before. We we talked about in in previous podcasts earlier in the season about the whole changes next year to the CHL and how that's going to impact the, the 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 league next you know moving forward next season in terms of you know who's going to get those wild card spots. Will the elite league even be involved next year? You know we had those conversations and we had a conversation around the Continental Cup taking a kind of like a a backseat kind of like a consolation prize if you will against the CHL even though if we have our own opinions on the Continental Cup but still a great showing um, a great show of form for, for a British ice hockey team um, to kind of get to that stage um, of the IIHF Continental Cup um, no matter what um, just a shame for the Cardiff Devils um, your we'll thoughts on like it? To see them come, we'd love to see them come back with the, the international tea tray you know um, it would have been lovely to see a elite league team take it home it's the weirdest trophy I've ever seen in my it life it really is it really, really it is. It does sound like they, they were kicking until the end. They were trying. So the last thing is that, that they survived a couple of scary moments in the final minutes just to stay ahead. So they they, they went down swinging. They really did. I mean, it's that's that's the thing. I mean, it, it was that, down to that game. It was that that make or break game, that crucial game, and that last and that last game coming down to that last game. I mean, that's that's things for fans as well in the crowd. I mean, if you can imagine, if you put yourself in the shoes of that of a, of a fan in that crowd, if you're a Cardiff Devils fan, and how intense that must have been as well. I just couldn't imagine it. I'm just you know, I'm glad I wasn't the person standing in those in those stands. Um, because. I don't know if I could take it. Don't know if my little heart could take it either. Well, we, we've been there, sure. We the the we lost uh, by a goal, wasn't it, in the final in Belfast? Yeah, you know um, it, it is. It, it's like a kick in the guts, but it's, it's better than not being there at all. Exactly, one hundred percent. I've got right, one last thing to cover in the period before we move on, um, and that is obviously the, um, the start of the um, Viaplay Elite League Pride Week, um, which starts this coming Friday. Um, Pride Week is something that is relatively young, relatively new within the Elite League. Um, week twenty in the Elite League, we'll see it as the the um, the third time the third annual shall we say um pride weekend um all 10 teams will take part in pride week games and initiatives um this first started in 2020 um as a kind of i suppose it's i suppose it came from a the fans i guess showing their support at the playoff finals weekend in 2019 um the fans celebrated themselves in terms of you know showing sport and the inclusion and diversity um and how important it was to the fans and therefore it led to the first pride weekend which took place in 2020 um the elite league have said that you know they want to make it very clear and uh, want to make a clear com- commitment that they uh, want to make sure that ice hockey in the uk is a safe space for anybody with for everybody and anybody but especially for those in the lgbtq plus um and especially any athletes who would identify it as well um 
the celebrations will start this weekend and they start um, as of um, this coming Friday with the Glasgow clan versus the Nottingham Panthers and that will be their pride fixture on Saturday the Guildford Flames will take on the Cardiff Devils Nottingham Panthers will take on the Belfast Giants Manchester Storm against Dundee Sheffield Steelers against Glasgow clan and Fife Flyers against Coventry Blaze um, and then obviously that will continue on then into Sunday and then the following weekend um, the as each home team will have a pride game um, so there will be 10, t- 10 games all together our own Belfast Giants will be Friday the 27th of January against the Sheffield Steelers. Uh, the Steelers, Steelers moved their game to February um, as part of a wider collaboration with um, Pride Celebrations in Wales. Um, so that's why theirs has been moved. But um, what is more important or what's more exciting, which we love obviously here on this podcast, it's one of our favorite things. If you didn't know, if you're new to the podcast, then you're only learning this now. But we love a good jersey on this podcast. We love talking about jersey. We like giving our opinions even if everybody wants to hear them but we like to discuss and think about um, and, and I suppose really just kind of pit each jersey against each other now I know we shouldn't be pitting jerseys against each other because they're all for the same you know they all have the same um, they're all there for, this, for the same reason in terms of just promoting equality diversity and pride within the sport um, but guys have you had a chance to look at the 10 teams and the jerseys they have put out well, Hi, indeed. Um, so, Cardiffs, isn't there? Let's go with um, one, two, Where three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They haven't released it. Yet. They haven't released because they're they're obviously not doing theirs until February. So they will put theirs in. Um, it'll probably be about oh, right. a week later, though. I think they'll put theirs out next week, probably after Continental Cup stuff has all died down for them. So you'll probably see that next week. But out of the nine teams that are here, um, Aaron, I'm going to come to you first. Um, is there any particular one that's jumping out at you that you think, yeah, that's the one I like the most? This is where my brain doesn't make any sense. I, so earlier today, I was going through these jerseys, tr- mm-hmm. trying to pick my favorite. Um, and I got to Nottingham's and I yep. was like, that's boring. That's rubbish. That's sorry. <laughs> you know, it's it's a black jersey with the logo, um, with the rainbow. But there is actually, when you look a little bit deeper into the Nottingham jersey, it's a little bit more subtle just behind the arms. There's, if you look at the, ba- uh, the back, yeah. View, oh, yeah. behind the arms, is it? So it's very subtle. Still don't like it, but no, not just, just, just don't like it. But I, I don't like it as much, okay, because um, it's so plain. And then I got to the Guildford Flames one. I was like, oh, I really like that. But it's the same thing. <laughs> like it's very plain. It's just it's just the logo and the the rainbow banner. So it's a complete contradiction in my head of why I like one over the other. Um, but I don't know which one's my favorite. I think the Giants one's very nice. Mm-hmm. But I think that goes without saying. To be fair, though. Um, I don't really like Manchester Storm's one. Oh, interesting. Just, yeah, I quite like Manchester's. Mm, that's the one it I g- like. It, it gives me a... It, maybe it's just this particular picture. It just I, I struggled to look at it because of this, I don't know, all the lines and all that kind of stuff. Maybe it's just my head. I'm not sure on it. Interesting, interesting. Dave, what about you? What's your? Would, I mean, would you say Manchester? Or what's your favourite? Yeah, I'm going, I, I was leaning Manchester. I think the reason I'm leaning Manchester is that they've they're doing the home and away. Yeah. Um, I think that that mm, really cool. sells it to me. Um, uh, it's uh, and okay, they could have done you know maybe a wee bit more, but I just think it's um, I just like it because why? Well, to be fair, I love a good colourful jersey. Sure, where's my? I've got my um, autism jersey, which is probably the color- most colorful thing on the planet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I love a good colorful jersey. So, yeah, um, I like it. I like it. Um, the one I don't like, by the way, just to throw one out there, is the Steelers. I really don't like it. 
Interesting, yeah. Um, the Steelers one looks a bit muted. The colors do look a bit muted or something. They look a bit faded. They don't yeah. look as they don't look as it, vibrant as what they It doesn't they look sh- like a rainbow. No, yeah, it doesn't it, look rainbow enough. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't look vibrant enough. It doesn't look like it's got the true colors in there. It looks like just they've decided to use a couple of different Sheffield colors um, through the years. To be fair, yeah. uh, with different te- variations of um, like orange and yellow and stuff. So, yeah. One thing, one even thing. though even though I'm saying that I don't like the Manchester Storm one, the one thing I do like about it is that it, to me it feels like there's an effort there yeah yeah as i said like with the nottingham one uh with the fife one as well not the fife one which which one the dundee stars they just seem like right okay here's our jersey and there's the logo with with the rainbows on it yeah grand yeah Dundee's I was hoping like, for more effort. I was going to say Dundee's is very uninspiring. It really is. Um, I, my opinion, I, I do like Manchester's is probably one of the ones I do like. I like the, the as you say, there's a lot of there's an effort put into it. And it looks good, and I also like the fact that um, the Belfast Giants one as well. I, I like the the fact that the rainbow going down down across the body, but also across the arms it looks really cool. I like uh, the fact they took the colours out as well the of everything else to make yep. the colours stand out oh, you're yeah. not looking at logos you're looking at the colors instead um what i would say is actually i really like it. it's simple it's simplistic and uh, i'm sure but the five flyers jersey it's clean it's plain and it's got the colored it's just it's got the you know the bold rainbow right through it through the that you know runs through the arms right through the 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 you know the um the 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 logo and the branding and I like it and it's clean and it's if they keep also it, got that little fade in at the bottom left they do and I think if they keep it that way and there's no if they kept it that way and there's no sponsorship on that jersey I'm sure there will be on the day but if they kept it that way with no sponsorship they'll be the only team probably one of the only teams that has no sponsorship on it and it looks fantastic it looks the, great I think I think the ones that the fans can buy don't have sponsorship on them oh interesting oh I think the one the, I think the the Flyers might end up playing with sponsors but the ones that they can buy I'm nearly certain are uh, unsponsored. They look great. They do look really good. Um, I really like Glasgow's logo. Uh, yes. The Mel Gibson, you know. Yeah, uh, Mel Gibson, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that they changed the tartan and changed the face paint and everything, I quite like that. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's pretty Again, good. Again, it's, it's the effort. It's the, the, yeah. the work has gone into it. That, that's, I very much appreciate that. Exactly, exactly. So yes, get yourselves down to the arena um, over the coming, well, technically two weeks, uh, in the next two weekends. Um, find out when your, your game is, um, your home game, I suppose, uh, for the Pride, for the Pride celebrations, be it this weekend or the following weekend, and get your rainbow out and wear it with Pride, I guess, for the Pride weekend. So um, yeah, um, I know probably we'll be at the games, uh, we'll be at the Pride game, and uh, I guess if the uh, jerseys, I don't know if they'll do... Now, I know that previously the Giants um, had done, I think, was it last year? I think it was last year they did, uh, instead of doing shirt off the back for the jerseys, I think that they do, did they put them out for auction last year, I think, potentially last, the, the, the game, game one once? Because yeah. it obviously brings in more money because the money does go, the money um, that the Belfast Giants raise for the jerseys does go to um, a local charity here in Northern Ireland, a local LGBTQ plus uh, charity um, who will avail of that money. Um, so, I mean, the, if, the, yeah, um, and remember, you can buy your uh, replicas on the Giants website. You can do. You Stuck can in. indeed. Indeed, yeah. You won't have it for that weekend, but yeah, you may as well. If you can get them, you can. I think it was because didn't. Maybe this is something that. I don't know. Did John? 
did he put in a bid on it? Is that how he got his pride jersey? Because I don't think he won it through Sheriff back, did he? <laughs> John that turned was, him off. That was John amazing. It looked like Marty was having a mini freak out, but it also turned out his computer had a mini freak no, out. No, it was not. It wasn't a freak out. I was taking a minute. I was taking a minute to think because I was thinking to myself, do I say this? Because is it one of those ones where did John? Tell did you buy for him? The, no, but yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that time that you bought bought John a jersey. Yeah, the first time, the time that I bought John his first jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Marty's so flush with cash, you know. Yeah, um, <laughs> just buys us buys us all their first jerseys. Yeah. Did I buy Did I buy John his his pride jersey? His, as his well? pride jersey? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'll ask him. I can't remember. You got a, a Max Stewart? Uh, hold on. Yes. No. Um, there wasn't Max Stewart. It was Beatty. I think that he get. Was it beating? I think beating? he got beaties. Um, so I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, we'll ask him. We'll ask him did I buy that jersey. Uh, anyway, <laughs> guys, do you have anything else for period one? Nothing for me, no. Nothing for me, buddy. Okay, great. Well, then we'll get stuck into our period two of hockey. Hello, and welcome to period two of hockey. This is where we'll talk about international hockey or anything that's not in the UK. Um, and I think I'll hand it over to Aaron, to start with, with our Vander Kane watch. Hey, hold on, let me bring it up. Bring it up. What? Uh, um, What's he uh, done now? Well, I turned off my RSS feed and everything. Say it again? I turned off my RSS feed on him. I thought he'd give up. <laughs> well, no, he hadn't quite give up. He actually, yes, he has missed the last 31 games. Can anyone remember? We talked about it in a pod, in this particular podcast, and I believe there was footage of it. Can you remember yeah. why or think why we haven't heard it from him um, in the last 31 games? He sliced his wrist, didn't he? It was the cut to the wrist from the skateboard. But not on purpose. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yes. <sighs> yeah. After saying oh. that, I think we need to put a helpline. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Sorry, um, he, he had there was an accident on ice, and his uh, wrists were uh, well, out with uh, a, a skit going over them. Overly sharpened skit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. So um, yeah, that was back eighth of November uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, his uh, wrist was cut by a skit, um, causing him to miss thirty-one games. My following injury, Kane has um, following injury. He was looking to, to miss about three to four months worth uh, of hockey. Um, obviously, that's that was it. Was a you saw the video? It was fairly it was fairly mm-hmm. bad. Um, so he needed that time to recover. But on what day was it? Tuesday, Tuesday night. Um, he was on the ice. He saw seventeen minutes of ice time against the Kraken, um, and with seven shots and two hits. Um, he said he felt fine with no issues other than his lack of finish. Um, I guess I can't expect too much. He, but... Is he not going to tell us about hockey, though? Hey, boom, boom, boom. You. <laughs> um, but uh, but I'm tonight, which is positive. I just try to build on that. So it is quick and short, um, but I just wanted to... What's uh, going on from November when we, we saw um, him hit a bad time, but he's back now. On that uh, uh, quick and... Seven. Quick and short point. Um, we'll move on to Marty for the rest of his. <laughs> like, why, why, why do I always let these guys actually t- take take control of the podcast? <laughs> oh. uh, it's a 
how do I follow up after an impotency joke? But um, let's see. Um, let's see what story I'll start with. Um, let's. I have two stories. Let's go with the. Um, yeah, let's look at the first one. Obviously, we I mentioned this earlier um, in the podcast. We just talked about obviously the Pride weekend that's coming up here and um, set for the Elite League this coming two weekends, uh, and how Pride games are, are playing an important part of the Elite League. And I'm I'm gonna say it, and you know, obviously, you know, each per each people people you know are entitled to their opinions, can have their opinions, and can have their their, their thoughts and and everything else in relation to, you know, their their thoughts on Pride weekends and their thoughts on um you know LGBT rights Q uh, LGBTQ plus rights and everything else, uh, but this past week, as of actually yesterday, it was actually it's been hitting the news, um and the reason why it was hitting the news is because the Philadelphia Flyers were doing their part as part of the NHL's long term social activism partnership. You can play, um, which is their variation on Pride in terms of um they do a Pride night. Um, each team does uh, takes part in a Pride event or a Pride night um as part of the um i suppose the promotion of the you can play uh, equality diversity program within the nhl um and last night was the turn of the philadelphia flyers um they were doing so as normal by using um, pride night as a warm up during warm-ups for special pride jerseys during the warm-up period as well as using stick with rainbow tape um as part of the games as well um as part of it and why it's hit news headlines today so strongly is the fact that uh the um, Philadelphia's Flyers defenseman, um, Russian Ivan Provorov, um, has, I suppose, put a bit of a negative spin on what should have been a quite a positive night. Um, it, it's controversial in a couple of different ways. Um, obviously, as I mentioned, um, he, people with, are within the rights to have their own opinions and thoughts on this, on this, on the, on you know, on on the LGBTQ, um, you know rights and everything else um but Provorov in this case um cited obviously that he wanted to stay true to himself and his own religion as he identifies as russian orthodox and therefore as part of that while he still respects everyone and respects everybody's choices he would not be taking part in any of the lgbtq plus pride night events including not wearing the jersey or using any of the stick tape at the time why it has come up as a bit of controversy is that the um i suppose the the creator um of the the you can play program kurt weaver has said the organization had reached out to the flyers um after the aftermath of what has happened um as part of the situation as because of their understanding that something should have maybe been done in relation to how it was handled at the time um i guess the, the one of the big things with it has been that the fact that the 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 the, the I guess the Flyers themselves have come out and, and, and made a statement in relation in, in which uh, Tortorella, who is the head coach for um, the Philadelphia Flyers, handled the situation on Tuesday night by saying that he respects the defenseman and his, his own opinions and uh, him being true to himself and his religion and he will not be participating. Um, some people are claiming that he that the concept of team was lost in this, ta- in this case and the, the fact that, that he, you know, for for whatever reason they felt that he was disrespectful on the night and therefore the team should maybe should have taken a a more of a stronger i suppose position in relation to well if you weren't going to take part in the festivities and part of the night then maybe you should be sitting out during the warm-up part um so you weren't causing that controversial you know stance at the time it's a tough one guys um you know we were talking about obviously what's happening we know the the 
the inclusivity of it all and, and talking about how positive the stance it is and how it has been going strong in the NHL. Obviously, you know, we have to respect people's religious beliefs and backgrounds and and and, and you know that and in this case that's that's what's been cited um in terms of the reason for it. Um I guess, you know, it, it is a tough one, but again, you know, we can see from, from both sides in terms of, you know, from a fan point of view, there's a bit of disappointment in the fact that that, that it's that one player within the team hasn't took part in, and didn't really, you know, get involved with the whole, uh, I suppose, the, within the what the thing is supposed to be about um, but on the other hand you do have someone who is, is citing quite strong religious beliefs being a Russian Orthodox um, you know religion I mean do you think it's been blown out of proportion in relation to the, the kind of response that has came out today both on social media and the the statements that have had been put out by both the NHL the, the team themselves um, and also the player um, uh, Dave I'll come to you first yeah well my opinion on this is that you know no uh, this should not have been a surprise to, to anybody in um, either the the charity or or the um, the club and sh- statements should have been made long before the warm up. Um, you know if he knew that he wasn't going to be able to warm up wearing the pride jersey, he knew that before turning up. Uh, the club knew that, and the charity should have been well informed and should have given him an alternative option. May it have been a jersey with a, a like a white number or um, something that's not uh, that still supports the charity, but maybe not its uh, direct LGBTQ uh, elements, because the charity does a lot more than just than just that. It's, it's the the everyone can play, so it does cover reaching out to uh, I'm nearly certain to minority religious groups and things as well, um, and give him an op give that one person an option to still support the charity with out infringing on his religious rights uh, because religious freedom is is such a uh, a big reason why uh, the US is the country it is um, and why that person um, uh, is able to play in the in the United States um, you know there, there's a big element to that um, and the I think it should have been something that should have been sorted long long before the game um, and then not cause a media circus around it. Um, I don't think anybody's wrong. Um, I do think that people have a right to be uh, concerned and annoyed uh, because they're expecting to see a team uh, support a charity um, and to make a um, you know a statement of support um, for for a large uh, group of the community that is usually underrepresented. Um, but you have to go into these things realizing that, uh, unfortunately, some some religions have uh, very strict views. Um, it doesn't make them wrong in the sense of from the religious standpoint, um, but it's be allowing them to be able to express themselves um, without also, you know, uh, impacting them. Um, if he was to wear that, uh, wear the jersey, um, and not support the charity um you know that would probably have done um sort of bigger damage to his own faith um which is it's a very difficult uh, line to, to walk um and again these things are planned long in advance and we should I, I, there's no reason why there shouldn't have been a, somebody out in front of this um working with him to find a way for him to support the uh, elements of the charity that he can 
I think that's a very good point. I think it is. Um, um, before I, I come to you and get your opinions, I just wanted to f- just come back on something that you said there, Dave, and I think I think that's very interesting. I think it's very important what you said in terms of, you know, the fact that, you know, the, the money and the, not even just the money, but also the fact that, like, you know, the, the proceeds of everything that goes forward to, the, from the, that, made, that are made from the jerseys over that, you know, the bidding goes anything up to like $1,200 per jersey at times. And th- those money do go to the local community and local charities within um, Philadelphia. And I think you're right. Uh, you know, they they had a time to get out in front of this. They had time to know that this was going to happen. They had time to know that this could cause you know the uproar that it has caused. And as you say, if there was some way that they could have connected the player in some way to the thing of like you say, like you know, I want to still give to the community of Philadelphia in some way, or I'm still linked. To, that should be what should have been done first and foremost. The one thing I will say as well, just before um, Aaron, I come to you again, is the fact that they the, the one thing that was quite interesting that the obviously the COO of you can play. Um, who we just mentioned there, um, Weaver, he he did say that I suppose the one thing we should be focusing on is the strides that the NHL and hockey have made in diversity and inclusion. If you think about the fact that we are going 13 years and uh, at the time, 13 years ago, we had maybe three people who wore pride jersey and now today we're talking about the fact that there's only one person who's decided not to. That's massive leaps and bounds. Um, and again, I suppose that is something that's, that, 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 that they're taking away from it is that it's not, you know, that there's that, let's focus on the, the good parts as well. Um, that, as you say, Dave, there's obviously reasons and there's bits and pieces that are just handled possibly really not, not quite well by the media team um, um, and by the, the team within Philadelphia. And I'm going to come to you. Um, just, you know, obviously being a Philly, Philly fan and stuff and, and seeing the, I suppose, the reactions today from Philadelphia fans uh, and I guess just uh, generally the NHL league in general. Um, I mean, you've heard what Dave was saying there in terms of, you know, getting out in front of it and, and everything else. What's, what's your take? You know, it actually, <clears throat> what Dave says, highlight, I, was, I was just thinking about it, it highlights one of the things I think is really important with a lot of these topics, and that is to talk about it. Um, because when I first initially saw this, I'm not going to lie, and I don't care who knows it, I was royally pissed off. <laughs> you know, um, I don't care who, who knows my, my views. I, I'm a big, you know, advocate for LGBTQ, you know, they, they, the pride that they, they should have, uh, the, ch- the charity should be there to, to help them out. It's, it's everyone, it should be as inclusive as possible. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting flustered because I'm getting annoyed about it. <laughs> so I am. Yeah, yeah. But so I was, I, as I say, I was pissed off about it. Um, and I, I was really questioning a few things about the flyers personally. Um, and I talked to my wife about it. This is weird. I was talking because I was I was I was listening to a few things, and she was like, "What's what's happening? What's what's going on?" And I kind of explained to her what was happening. And again, she would have the same views as me. She's she's again very very, very forward thinking, and she was like, but "What did what did you want him to do?" And it's kind of as Dave as Dave said, like people still have their own views, people have their own religions, and it has to be. The LGBTQ community needs to be respected, but also there needs to be some respect for his for his religion. And you kind of have to take a step back and and think about that kind of stuff. Um, she put it in a slightly different way. She was like, "So he didn't he didn't skate during the warm up. What he could have done is he could have skated in a normal jersey. And how how much worse would that have been?" You know, actually used it as a way to to make a statement. He stepped back, and her in her eyes, what happened was that he, stu- he took a step back, 
you know, you go, you just go do your thing, show your your support. I'm taking a step back. I don't. I'm not using this as a chance to get on the ice to make a statement, hmm. and then play the game. It's one way of looking at it. Um, I personally think that if he didn't, he didn't warm up. He shouldn't have played the game. Um, and he, he was the most played player on the ice that night as well. He he played uh, twenty three minutes, I believe, where everyone else was was, was at quite a bit less. Um, yeah, I just think it's a really difficult topic to talk about, to be honest I, with no, you, and especially when it comes to that. But really, to, to what you said, Marty, though, is really important. It's that kind of little finish at the end when it's we've went from in the last thirteen years we've went from three players to thirteen. Let's just and then compare it to a different sport. Let's talk about FIFA during the World Cup. The, and the, the, the armbands. But FIFA was like, no. Mm-hmm. The NHL have been doing a lot for this kind of stuff. So, yeah, okay, we have got one bad incident here, but let's, t- let's not take away from the amazing work that's happened um, over the last couple of years for, the, for these charities. Yep. And I think that's I think that's a good way to end that that conversation. I think you're right. On, you're spot on with that. Um, and and I don't think anything more needs to be said. You're right. Um, let's stick to the positives and the fact that this come on leaps and bounds. Um, and I think it, it is. It's a difficult conversation. Um, but it's good that people are having the conversations. Uh, I think it's healthy that people are having those conversations. Um, and I think that's part of what the Pride Weekend and the Pride stuff and the LGBTQ and uh, both within the Pride here in, in, in Elite League, but also the You Can Play stuff in the NHL. It's about invoking those conversations, having those conversations, even if they're difficult to have. Um, but yeah, um, guys, I'm going to move us on. Um, we have one more story in this period um, before we finish off, and it is a, a sad story as well. Uh, it's a sad story um, from 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 a point of view of um, a, a a very young, shall we say, um, player um, who has a history within the NHL, having played 444 games across 12 years, um, played for four different teams. Um, and that is Gino Ojex, um, who has died at the age of 52. His family confirmed that he had died of a heart attack. Um, he developed um, amyloidosis, which is a rare condition that impacts the heart. Um, and that was uh, he, he developed that nine years ago. Um, and over the nine years, he's he's known that there was a potential that it could have a difficult, it could cause significant difficulties for his heart in future years. It is a very, very rare condition. Um, and it is where proteins are developed and they sit around the heart. And unfortunately, he passed away this past weekend. Um, he will be well known um, for the fact that he um, has 444 career games. He scored 46 goals and tallied 52 assists. He was a fan favorite um, in variations of different teams that he played for as he was well known for being a bit of a uh, getting into fisticuffs and not being afraid to drop those gloves um, and it's linked in a way because he was a Flyers player obviously at one point in his career as well um, he also made his um, playing career known in uh, the New York Islanders and the Montreal Canadiens as well um, as the Canucks um, sorry Montreal Canadiens sorry um, I just mentioned them um, so we do as usual uh, when something like this happens we do send our condolences to friends and family and, and the fans of the league um, and the fans of the team sorry um, um, we um, stick tap um, to a career that was quite significant um, in the NHL. Um, guys, with that, I'm going to f- oh, I'm going to pass back to Dave, and you can finish off this period. Yes, um, on, on that uh, somber note, um, we'll we'll end period two. Let's see if we can do this without John this week. Welcome to period three. 
Nothing. Okay, news. News. Didn't even try. You didn't even try. You just looked at the That's right. Let's do it again. One, two, three. Nothing. News. Yay! I'll Welcome to Fury 3, Noggy News. In the podcast, I'll edit it so it sounds like we just did that first time around. And I'll take this hey. bit out where I'm talking about me editing this part. <laughs> Yeah, so welcome to period three, our general knocking news. We have two uh, very fun, interesting stories for you today. Are they um, going to beat the dick jokes in the previous uh, period? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> beat beat the, the dick jokes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Marty, just boys, beat. keep it clean. Keep it clean. <laughs> it's a family show. Keep it clean. It's a family show. Uh, we are going to be talking about helmets, though. No. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think it has, to be, one, has but... to be the tablet. The has to be the title. Like, <laughs> so we're going to talk about two stories, Marty. Let's talk. Let's talk about. Damn it! Three on three. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I'm not controlling this show at all tonight. Um, yes, let's 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 take our attention to hockey um, and how we look at this story that's coming out uh, that was uh, put out on actually BBC Sport. Um, so quite a good, significant space for this uh, story to go out to. Um, Bracknell, um, we know quite well um, for um, in here in the UK. Bracknell is, I suppose, a has been and always well has been for years and years Bracknell has been a I suppose a powerhouse of ice hockey or it's been a significant place for ice hockey in the UK we will know well quite well ourselves that the Belfast Giants in some ways were a formation from from the Bracknell Bees back in the day and um, you know we have the very early stages of the Belfast Giants were um, Bracknell players but also Bracknell coaches and there was a lot of Information, a lot of stuff came through from Bracknell at the time, back in the early two thousands. Even even our current uh, Jackson Whistle played his first ice hockey game in Bracknell. Correct. So Bracknell has a significant um, history when it comes to ice hockey within the UK in terms of well, I wouldn't say it's the birthplace of, of British ice hockey because it's not true, but it's significant in the fact that it does play a big part within um, the the history of of ice hockey within the UK, um, and it's caused it's creating more history in the fact that it has become the heartbeat for um, a new. I suppose a new form of ice hockey here in the UK, which is the elite three on three, um, which sees a, I suppose, as it's described, it's three on three hockey um, and it's become a training ground. Bracknell has become a training ground um, for three on three, which is being spearheaded by a very familiar name for anybody here as well in the UK, former professional and Great Britain coach, Danny Myers. Um, He has formed a, what's known as, it's not a, it's not a club, it's a training facility um, where kids are learning to play three on three. So unlike traditional ice hockey, it features, uh, which features five players, uh, including goaltender. This one is three, um, three players and a goalie um, playing for each side on a smaller rink. Um, it's following up. It's following after the Tokyo Olympics, uh, in which it's seen three on three basketball as part of the new sy- system within the Olympics. Um, they're hoping that at some point this that a new ice hockey format could potentially catch on in the Winter Olympics, and that would be a similar three on three format within the ice within ice hockey. It's they say it's faster, it's more furious, it's more nonstop action. And actually, if you've played the NHL games, um, they have a variation of a three on three in the NHL game, um, in the uh, EA Sports NHL game, but it's more like an outdoor type. 
game that they had um, I know it was featured in like 2020 and 2021 I don't know if it's still in it in, in 2023 I'm not sure uh, but the shorter format um, has drawn a lot of attention I suppose from a new audience but also from, from local players and local young people from around there but not only just local young people um, we have people young people who are travelling miles on trains um and are covering big distances to get to this training facility in order to play uh do training for the space of uh one hour um in the evening or two hours in the evening something quite short um the mayor has said that um they are using the ice rink to its full ability um the funding for the rink didn't come for from anyone but himself and his business partner who founded the the way they put this forward so actually the whole thing has been run by myers and a business partner in order to make sure it's happening they have a massive ambition um they have a massive goal and that is to host trials for team gb olympic team um but also the fact that they would like to kind of get this pushed forward so that by the time it hits the 2024 youth winter olympics that there could be a consideration for three on three hockey um i mean it's great development guys um in terms of you know promoting a sport you know it's it's a variation of the sport that we love in terms of um you know the the 515 format but we've seen even this past summer um you know we talked about that 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 tournament that was taking place um within within even within um the us where they were pulling together different teams from right across the us to have like a three-on-three format um is this something we see potentially moving forward i mean you can see why you know we we look at it we we can see why three-on-three works and why it is fast and furious we look at the fact that the the nhl the elite league um have adopted three-on-three format for the overtime you know five minutes of overtime and it's three on three rather than the full team it does produce faster paced hockey it gets it more action it, it, it kind of creates this kind of speed that isn't there for the full when, it's, when you get the full five uh ten players on the ice i mean what's your thoughts steve i i think it's uh i think it's a brilliant idea um we've seen it in other sports i know the article talks about um cricket but uh rugby, uh, rugby has the pro 12s which is um the same as Pro 12s, Pro 7s, Pro 12s. But they have the same thing where they have the reduced number squads, which makes it more, um, usually a faster paced game, more of a running game. And the same thing would probably be true with, with the ice hockey, where there'd be more of a individual skill element to it. You know, you're, you're really trying to uh, speed up the game um, and make it more, um, by speeding it up, you're making it more accessible. Because um, even, like, even in a even in Belfast, where we only have the one rink, it's it's very difficult to play a game because you're talking uh, hours, you know, all in when you're you eventually do your breaks and, and everything, um, and penalties and blah blah blah. The the game can last quite a significant amount of time. Where this is one hour, um, usually with a, a rolling clock, um, which means it's it's faster paced um, and is uh, a lot more accessible then because the ice time isn't just as um, so the format is different. Oh, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, isn't, it isn't three no, 20 minutes. No. no, no, it's one set, one full game, one set game within the time limit, as, as, John was, as Dave was saying. Um, you players, do, well, players do still change in and out as long, as, normal, as normally would see. Yeah. Um, but because of this three on three, it is faster. It's more, the, the goalies are doing more because they're taking more pucks hit against them quicker and more, more, more variations of shots coming their way. Um, some say there's twice so, as many is shots. It, is it one hour? Like constantly, yeah. there's no. No, there's, there's a half time normally. It's, there's a half time. Yeah, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the same way in terms of the same stoppages of play and stuff as you would see in. Um, wow. Yeah, it would be. Would be how many players per team? Like how, how many lines? 
Awesome. Variation again. We don't. I don't fully know. Um. Obviously, the this 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 group of this group in 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 the UK are, are only starting to form form and, and get together, and it's not actually like a set team. It's because it's a training facility for the three on three. Um. But I, I guess the variation would be that would have probably, you know, four set lines of three on three, four set lines per teams usually. So they would probably try to have a variation. Um. And I think one of the other things I was reading, which is quite interesting as well, with the three on three format, was that they try to. The, the, it is very different way of thinking in terms of the skill format that you need for it because when you think about traditional ice hockey and you think about the five on five format you know you have your five you have your three forwards or your three forward forward players offensive players and then you have your two defensive players or um and i guess within this format when you've got the three on three you're there and you're doing all those you know you have to be a two-way player you need to be able to be defensive and also offensive at the same time there's no variation or differentiation in between you know the forward and back the forwards and backs i think you need to be very skillful yeah. in relation to that um so that's a very interesting way to look at it and not only that i mean if these young people are learning very very clearly as well they're learning skills that would be quite two-way hockey-esque you know in oh, terms yeah. of you know they're, they're they're learning that defensive game they're learning that offensive game at the same time because they happen to do both it's going to set them up really well if they do if they do decide that they're going to want to play five on five hockey as well you know if they do want to transition over to five on five full full like you know full team hockey i mean that's going to be great for them in terms of being a two-way you know to being a two-way player being able to play forward and backward i mean we know those utility players are key within five oh, yeah. within five on five hockey we I mean we see that within like the likes of in belfast we have that like the likes of garside who plays that really well um and they are key players so i mean even if even if anything these young people who are coming out and, and learning these skills for the three on three it's doing them so much fear it's doing them so much doing them so much more as well when it comes to the five on five i really like there's 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 at the, at the very end of that article the big title saying bigger ambitions for team gb three on three so when they go to south korea and next january the very last line is i make no bones about it we're going to we're going out there to win next year we will be prepared and it's an exciting time for the players so let's go yeah that's class (laughs) i mean i think they've got the right person you know they've got the right player person (laughs) danny Myers. at danny Myers. you know being the person at the forefront of this you know he's passionate about ice hockey and he's passionate about you know um development as well so i mean i think they've got the right person spearheading the whole thing and the fact that he's put his own money where his mouth is and in terms of the development for this i mean that it shouts volumes for him so um we hope them all the best and we hope that that does transpire into something yeah, fingers yeah crossed forward to see, that, see some of the three and three games then yeah uh, i would love to see that happen but we're we're still still waiting on uh inline becoming an olympic sport so you never know fingers crossed you never know Right, and on that, we're on to our last story of the game. We're, as uh, Dave said earlier, we're going to talk about helmet. No, we're going to talk about goalie masks and yeah. uh, best color schemes, nicknames, cartoon cars, etc. Yeah, uh, Marty. Funny enough, this is a story from yourself. Yeah, well, funny that. Um, <laughs> the fact that so the reason why this came up was um, actually it was something that it, it popped up in my feed this week because it's a it's actually a story that appeared on the athletic.com website. Um, and it actually appeared, um, I think it was actually earlier this week. Let me just get the time, the date and time when this was posted. Yeah, it was posted uh, actually today, um, 19th of January, and it popped up in my feed. I have uh, obviously, like most of you probably do out there, um, you have uh, like a part of your news feed or whatever you log into, you know, put, you know, MSN news feed or whatever, whatever is set at, you can set your know, topic. So, I, MSN news Let me explain feed. why I have MSN. MSN? Let How me expl- old are you? Well, let me explain why I have MSN. You have a Hotmail account? I do have a Hotmail account. <laughs> um, I do. 
Nice, that's strange. Um, I have it's MSN because um, does nobody else? Uh, maybe just my work. Um, both my well, I work for technically I work for two organizations, and both those organizations um have set like when you log in and you're using your browser, it's set straight away as an MSN Microsoft page flat page so i didn't you, even know msn was still about yeah dude. so it's msn <laughs> it's msn news is pretty much what it is but you can set up it as like features so you can set up like your interests and stuff and that's what the news feed then turns into so you know whenever you're not working but working and having a break maybe from work or just on your lunch break clearly because that's whatever i i do most of my research for the podcast um <laughs> they um as part of it this this article came up um on on that feed it was pretty interesting and obviously it was quite in- interesting and relevant that they came up on the new feed at the time because we actually talked last podcast um about john had brought to the story last podcast uh about the um the senator's um, goaltender who had a special commissioned helmet made for with Deadpool on it as part of that rumors around the, the potential ownership and buyout um, of the senators by um, obviously um, none other um, than Ryan Reynolds um, aka Deadpool um, and as part of that then it was interesting because then this was a article in The Athletic that has rated um, 32 of the goaltenders uh, in the NHL they decided to do one goaltender per team so they could have done they could have looked obviously at 64 goaltenders because obviously they could have looked at both the uh, both goaltenders the first and second string goaltender for each team but they decided to go for the number one kind of goaltender or the best one within each of the teams and put them forward ranked from 32 right through to number one um guys i sent you this link um to ha- have a look at um obviously the athletic have made their decisions it was a three-person panel who made the decision made their decisions in relation to what they think was the best and worst uh, helmets and um, if i just give you the first three top three and the bottom three that these this, these guys came up with um and then i want to get your opinions on who you think is your favorite one so they've rated at number one they have rated um Jakob markstrom um as the uh, from the calgary flames as their number one uh, favorite um helmet of all of the goaltenders uh, at number two they have the um Sorry, I just lost the link. The lost part of it. The Ducks with John Gibson as their number two, and in number third, in number three place, uh, they have uh, Philip Gruber um, from the uh, Seattle Kraken um, as their um, as their as their third choice. Uh, the worst one or the bottom three they have um, would be uh, Alex Stalock from the um, uh, from the Chicago Blackhawks is is in last place at number thirty two. Number thirty one is Jake Allen, um, who is in number thirty one, and at number thirty it's Vitek Vinick um, from the New Jersey Devils. Um, guys, you've had a chance to look. Um, Aaron, um, let's come to you um, and your choice for what you think is the best one. It's really bad that I didn't realize that, yes, they were numbered, but I didn't realize that this was what their rating was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got you. Yep. I was just like, oh, number one, number two, number three, okay. Right. I don't. I really don't agree with their number one. I don't like it that much. What I actually, one, was- I think I think their number one is very uninspiring. I don't like their number one either. Yeah. I, I get it. It's a, it's, it's a flames, but I, I, it's very... Yeah, black and flamey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> black and flamey. Black and flamey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really like their number. I I, I do like the hawk, uh, the uh, Top Gun. Um, I like the film. I, I don't think the 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 helmet's that that cool. Number three is nice. They're cracking uh, with the with the, the actual uh, 
painting or, um, or graphics of the Kraken. But my favorite, funny enough, now this this kind of Mariano, I'm, I'm going to be stealing yours here. I'm sorry. Um, is <clears throat> is Carter Hearts? Um, where it is number they have it as number nineteen. But this brings two things that I love, which fills off your flowers. And Carter Hart has the Foo Fighters on his <laughs> on on his goalie helmet, which is which is amazing. Um, you just have to see it. It's got Dave Grohl just rocking away, not just not smiling, but rocking out on on the uh, uh, on the side there. So I I honestly have to, I think I have to say that that's my favorite, but. I feel like I'm cheating by saying that, but it's not just because it's flares, it's because it's got the foos on it as well. Yep. Um, okay. Dave, let's get your thoughts. Um, it is tough. Obviously, I want to say uh, uh, flurries. Um, it's a, it, not, to me, it's his helmet is always the same or very close to being the same um, everywhere he plays. Um this year, obviously, he's brought the the greens and bl- the blacks more into it. But then he's put his wee um, psychedelic flowers all over it, which um, got a lot of a nice wee flower emote on him, which is pretty cool. Um, but if I had to pick one, I would be going with uh, Darcy Keppers, the uh, Godzilla um, one inspired one, uh, which is just like pure retro throwback. And apparently, what number is it? Uh, four. four, and they the uh, Washington Caps wore their reverse retro the ninety first wore it, so it was like pure retro overload. You know, um, it's it's very cool. It's just so nineties. It hurts. That's <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, yeah. I cannot believe that you both chose. <laughs> both chose the two that i was gonna so i was thinking right so when aaron went when aaron went for his aaron was like you know i'm gonna go for the foos and that was that was my number one choice because i love obviously we're massive foo fighters fans and that that was my choice but whenever aaron was like i was like okay well i'll just go with a different one because i don't want to sound like i'm I'm agreeing with it i don't want to sound like i'm i'm just going with what aaron has said so i'll go and find another i'll find i'll find my second favorite one my second favorite one happened to be darcy (laughs) darcy's helmet Uh, but then dave you said that so um yeah they're my top two favorite ones definitely without a doubt um it's very hard to tell it's very hard but i would say um it, for me i think th- obviously for the love of the of the foos um that's probably one of the things that will, will stands out for me um okay tell one, you what, I'll, I'll i'll do a re- i'll do a shout out for a different one then um okay okay yeah it's number 15 iris Oaken. oh my god i yeah. think his is I was. I think that's really cool. I was just to say uh, a notable. I was going to say a notable um, commandment to to that one, Elias Orkin. Um, oh wow! Okay, then you do that for you for, for the fact away. that like it is a throwback, just retro, just showing real love for the legends of the Islanders. Um, and I think it's beautiful and it looks really really good. Yeah. Um, we'll ask. We'll we'll we'll, say, we'll get we'll send this link to um John and we'll try and get his as well just to find out what John's is. Um, and he can let us know gold. in the next podcast. Yeah, just a couple of good ones. Um, yeah, you'll just go with was it uh, Yoshi's? Is it? They're uh, they're not they're not minor at the moment. Yeah, they're 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 one. His 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 is his is fine. Like it's not. It's fine. <laughs> it's, fine. it's like a big skull. I think isn't it? It's like a. I can't remember. Aye, that's it's like his favorite logo. Well. It's like it's the logo, isn't it? The like a metal uh, like a the old, logo. It's their yeah. It's their um, retro jersey. Yeah, it, it does look pretty good. I think. And, I mean, I need to do a little bit more research into it because what I like about the ones that we've reached out or talked about is that it. 
it's not just inspiration from the team, it's inspiration from the player too. So yep. there's obviously they've put their personal touch to it, personal sway to it. Or some of the ones that I've it just looks like it's something to do with the team. Yeah. Um I, I, I don't I don't know what that personal touch is from from the player themselves. Yeah. No, I would get you. And I agree with you, actually. That's a really good point. Uh, just for reference, before we move on, um, number the the, the, the the hockey lid that we talked about in our last podcast was obviously Cam Talbot's. Um, the sen- that Senators one with the as Deadpool. Uh, it came in number eight on this list. Um, so just uh, we'll throw it up and get your thoughts. So opinions. what would you do? Right. <sighs> so you're playing, for, you're playing for a team and you have to make it personal. What do you put on it? Well... <laughs> For me, like I, I guess, like the one thing that I would probably have on it would be well, especially it'd be even easier if I was a Belfast Giants player. Um, but mine probably would be very Belfast oriented anyway. Um, it would probably be very home, like home city kind of theme to it, probably. Or You'd have something glass. Yeah, the, probably, the... probably. Um, and then the other thing as well is probably. Let's be honest, it's us, and we're quite geeky and nerdy i would say it'd either be something quite star warsy marvel-esque or something i don't know it'd be quite hard to tell but i would say i don't know it's a good question you'd you would love to do a thor kind of style one wouldn't you because yeah. of because of that kind of helmet yeah dave what about yourself what would you do oh um i would want i would want something super plain um leaning towards um murphs and what do you call the boston him Tim Thomas. Tim Thomas, yep. Had the, the white silhouette, like muted, almost uh, invisible logo. Yeah. Um, on it, um, something like that. Just something really um, that you'd have to actually pay attention to what's on it. Hmm. Um, not sure what image um, I would want to go for on it, but uh, yeah, something like that. I appreciate I am putting you completely on the spot. You're like, you've got thir- Imagine going to a tattoo parlor and go, you've got 30 seconds to pick a tattoo. Go! <laughs> yeah, totally. totally. Uh, I probably have to have a fox on it somewhere, though. A fox? The, yeah. Because of the first time I trained. Ah. Uh, that's a good point. Ah. Um, Ooh, Aaron, what about I you? I think I'd be similar to yourself. Um, Marty, you'd 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 want to have some some sort of a hint to to Belfast there, no matter what what team you're on, um, whether it's something geeky, whether it's MCU, whether it's Star Wars, um, and this is one thing that I keep wanting to get back to. I want to get back to surfing, so I'd want to have something surfing on there. That's going to be such a weird lid. It's going to have Star Wars. <laughs> Belfast on a wave somewhere for, for surfing. <laughs> that's a good actually that's that's a that's a good New Year's resolution right there, Aaron. I hope you get back to that. That'd be good. You know, I one of my favorite New Year's Eves was going up and or was it New Year's Day was going up and doing some surfing up at uh, Port Rush with a friend uh, with uh, 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 Neil Thompson. Back that geez, that's going back ten years. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember many many an Easter holiday going up towards the north coast with you as well, surfing um, up around there. I remember that quite a bit too. Um, guys, that's it. That's all I've got. So, Aaron, back to you to finish off this period. Oh. All right, well, then we've got no more stories. Marty, back to you to finish. <laughs> I didn't want to just take over. I wanted to be polite and go back to you because obviously you were in the period. Um, yeah, we have Thank nothing else. Much. 
We have nothing else for period three. Um, we do have one uh, one thing that um, we have we had um, a couple of different bits and pieces coming in across um, social media um, for this podcast for this episode. We covered one already um, at the start in period one. Um, we covered two actually in period one. Um, but what, you know we covered the the story about um, Fife and we covered the story about um, obviously the 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 GoFundMe as well, um, which was obviously put forward as well on our Twitter page. The last one that we haven't touched upon yet, which is a question that's came forward um, on our um twitter was from ryan bevan at bevan 777 um he kind of wanted to get our thoughts um and opinions on based on last night's game the belfast giants game um against the the guilford flames there was two incidents that happened in the game one was a high sticking and the other one was quite a significant slash shall we call it slash the knee slash the knee leg um and he kind of wanted to kind of get your thoughts on and opinions on those two incidents that happened in Guildford. Do we feel that, um, you know, was significant enough? Was there, you know, actually nothing happened and should it be, should it be supplementary review of the incident, especially, you know, well, one over the other or what's your thoughts on both? Um, uh, Dave, let's go to you first. I mean, you know, have you had a chance to see both those incidents in terms of like what? Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, I watched them. I watched them back. Um, the high stick. I think that's... Um, it's never nice when it happens. It, it doesn't look intentional. Um, it looks like he's just got a bad high stick in the corner. All the players, there was a lot of players. There was three all clambering around at the same time. Got a high stick in the face. Looks like it's bust his nose. Um, and he went off. There was a four minute penalty on the night. You know, it was caught. So, and we got, I'm nearly certain we got both our goals in that four minutes. So, you know, it's already stung them. Um, the breakaway uh, slash the leg. It's a toughie. Mm. Um, it looks re- it looks awful. Um, it looks even worse in slow motion. Um, yes, it was intentional. I don't think it was. I don't think it was want to hurt him. You know, you see it all the time. They're trying to take their concentration away. Yeah. And you know, tap the leg, and it's just been, you know, a bit harder than he maybe wanted to. Um, you know, not, you know, not, uh, not been too smart with it. Um. I think it, there would be, in my opinion, hits like that that are completely avoidable. Um, you know, because that wasn't in a, a rumble, that wasn't in a, you know, um, on a, a, a puck on puck play. It wasn't a challenge. It was, you know, he'd already lost the foot race um, and went for a slash and uh, clearly hit him on his knee. Um, and th- that should be reviewed. I'm not enough of an expert to say whether that should be more than, um, you know, should it be a, a game ban or multi-game ban? Uh, that one's going to be up for somebody getting paid, paid big bucks, you know, especially with it being Guildford. I know that people say it shouldn't matter what team does it, but I wouldn't, I would like to obviously not see him playing for the Giants game, but that's not when he'll not be playing. It'll be this, this weekend, this coming weekend. Um, and do we want them to lose those games and let Sheffield win the league? I don't think so. <laughs> well, that's, that's an interesting way to look at it. I mean, um, Aaron, I mean, you've seen the both both videos. Um, uh, I was going to say, I haven't, I haven't seen the footage. Well, have you not? From, from last night's game. Well, have you not? Yeah, it's on. It's, it's on. It's, uh, I, um, I, I find it on the... 
I find we've it also, all, we've uh, also been tagged in our Twitter. So if you go onto our Twitter account, yeah. they're in there, our Twitter account. That's right. Well. We're tagged there. That's right. Um, so there is there. I went, I went onto the Giant website today to, to watch the highlights, and they haven't posted any highlights. No, if you, if you go into if you go into the, the our Twitter feed um, and go into the, the the post that um, was put up earlier about asking for stories, it's in there. The, the two videos are there, um, so you can have a quick look at them. Just my thoughts on it. I think you're right, Dave. Um, that first one. Um, the first one that 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 uh, high stick, it does look like it's just it's, it does look slightly accidental. It, term, it just looks like, um, as you say, there's clamber and there's a lot of players in the in the zone. There's a lot of things, and I think that was the right call for four minutes. I think it was the right call on the night. Um, yeah. I, I don't think there's anything else that should be investigated about that. However, that that slash that 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 hit to have to be a two minute minor. Um, yeah, it should have been definitely more than that. It should have been the one where the helmet comes off. It's just awful. Like with he takes oh, a no, slice the, in the, the corner. No, in the corner where he takes a slice to the legs and the knees. Um, so he takes him down and he falls to the floor. You'll see it. Um, the one in the corner is the the high stick, but it's just um, loads of. It's three or four people. I think that was purely accidental. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. It's the second yeah. one. That's, but it looks it looks bad because his, his helmet comes flying off and all. It but. does. But that definitely that that slash. That I mean that was a awful play. Um, There's no. Zero. There was zero attempt at all to get that that puck. There was no way he was going for that puck, yeah, and that was just completely. Um, and I just the fact that he just slashed him and, and it was an injury to that player. Uh, it's just awful. I, I think it should be it should be supplementary. I think um, it should be looked at. But again, it's the elite league and it's the it's Dobbs the player department safety. So let's be honest. It's not no one's going to come out of it because they, they kind of come and go whenever they feel like they want to. Was there any announcement of injury post? Um, so no, but then the Giants. Bad, like he went down. But then the Giants never do posted anything to do with injuries. True. They never, they never post up anything to do with player injuries. They, they keep that quick. Uh, if there was an injury on the play, I know it's not meant to take into consideration, but it, it really should. Um, if someone takes a slash at your, um, your knee, and uh, you know, you're completely lost the foot race. You're, you're not going to get. You're never going to get catch up with them. Um, it should have been. It should definitely have been um, a major, in my opinion. Uh, like your, your feedback is that uh, I'm sure we look at it very impartially. My my yeah, thoughts. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Look at them. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, guys. Have we got anything else before we close off this episode? Nothing Not for me. me. No. Okay. Well, with that, then what we'll do is we'll close off the episode as we always do. Um, check out our previous episodes. Check out all the content from this episode. Um, although if Aaron's doing the content for the website, you probably won't see the league table. Um, but no, if I'm, you... I'm going to go screen this, I'm going to go screen the screenshot. Screen the shot. Screen the shot, the, um, screenshot the league table. Yep. Check out the <laughs> content from this episode. Um, on our website at door14hockey.com. You could do that comparison and go back on the the tables from previous episodes and have a look at what Aaron's talking about. Um, check that out as well. Um. You can listen to us if you're listening to us on your podcast provider of choice, whether that whatever that choice might be. Uh, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, hit us a like, give us a, a review, thumbs up, whatever it might be on your your provider of choice. Get involved with the conversation. Let us know what we should be talking about. Tell us your thoughts and opinions on pride jerseys, on the helmets that we were talking about in this episode. Let us know your favorites, and you can do that on all of the social media channels: uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also TikTok, supposedly. I was yeah. going to say, did anyone check TikTok? Did anyone reach out to us on TikTok and ask any questions? <laughs> John and his TikTok at Door Fourteen Hockey, um, yeah. and I think with I, that, I can't wait. People talking about their helmets, but yeah. and with that, we'll <laughs> sign off for this week. <laughs> I'm Marty. I'm Dave. I'm Aaron. Have a great week. Bye.